0: To the PFF Daily Betting Podcast, it is Monday, December 22nd. That is when you're listening to this podcast. We are recording this at halftime of one of the most stirring, one of the most riveting, one of the most glorious Monday Night Football games in recent memory. These Pittsburgh Steelers are self-destructing live in front of our eyes i can see it practically from my apartment i'm here on the banks in cincinnati ben i've got some tequila here just for all the people that wanted to that wanted to shit on me for saying that the steelers were overrated that big ben was a 15 to 25 quarterback i'm sorry i was wrong they're worse much worse,
1: much worse. I, I mean, it's basically victory lap Monday night here once again on the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Again, There's nothing else you could stop. ask for. I mean, we called it. We had to wait maybe like a week longer than what we thought for the Steelers to be exposed, but it has been uh, an absolute bloodbath at this point. So
0: I should say, since I made that claim, since I called them the most overrated team in the NFL, they barely beat and did not cover a Baltimore Ravens team that was stricken with COVID playing RG3 and Trace McSorley they lost to the Washington football team Uh, they are about to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals has anything else happened have they played another game I can't even Oh, they've played so many other
1: games basically
0: what is is that let's go here I've forgotten at this point I mean it's just been too delirious at this point what else have they done here so oh, so that's then they right. got killed by the Bills, basically. They like, got really killed sure. by the Bills. How did I forget that? So to recap, since they were overrated, since they had issue with me calling them overrated, they barely beat RG3 and Trace McSorley. They lost to Alex Smith. They got drummed by Josh Allen, and they're currently losing to a 2-10-1 Bengals team.
1: Starting Ryan Finley, by the way, not Joel Burrow, not
0: Brandon Allen. If you were to describe Ryan Finley to someone... <laughs> How would you do so?
1: I mean, he's like a really, really, really poor man's version of Joe Burrow on his rushing ability, but his passing is just like completely second rate. I don't know. I I mean, I'm excited because Ryan Finley over rushing yards already cashed first half. Joe Bernard, over-receiving yardage, already cashed in the first half. So as long as we don't get some weird shit happening here in the second half, I mean, I'm moving towards a pretty good day in the prop world, at least, which is exactly what you'd expect from a steelers Bengals game at this point in time. So
0: we'll see. It's it's beautiful, is what it is. Um, I uh, should say this. I have the over in this game. And if Big Ben's (sighs) bum-ass can't figure out a way to score a couple of touchdowns then i think we need to see mason rudolph right. i'm just saying i think right. we need to see mason rudolph um okay let's let's get into next week because there's a there's a fun slate it's obviously christmas you got a little uh, christmas um or a day after christmas action a little christmas night action gonna be a lot of fun um so why don't we start there uh which of those early slate games do you want to talk about first
1: I mean, I think the... Bucks lions I think is kind of intriguing. I know 49ers-Cardinals mm-hmm. as well is going to be played on Saturday afternoon here. Um, I on think Prime 40, Video. Yeah, the Prime Video. My one miss I feel like last week was kind of siding with the 49ers against the Cowboys. I wish mm-hmm. I would have listened to you and your Kyle Shanahan geniusness of, you know, saying they'll play prime. pretty well. Entertaining game honestly, to say the most part as well, but uh, uh, the 49ers did not get it done at the end. Nick Mullins, I guess, has kind of fallen off the radar at this point in time. Here, so.
0: was, here was what we didn't foresee the Tony Pollard thing.
1: Right.
0: You know, with Zeke Elliott, that offense is so much worse and Tony Pollard gives them the the Jalen Hurtsian spark that they needed. Right. Let me... So let's talk about this Lions game here for a second because the Bucks had to come back and beat an Atlanta Falcons team that just finds a way to lose, right? They've lost like six games where they had 10 plus point leads in the third quarter or something absurd like that and I... I am not going to overreact to Tom Brady finally hitting Antonio Brown for a meaningful touchdown. What I will react to is that Matt Stafford is like, cannot be killed. Like if you had to pick one person you know those movies where it's like the end of the world and there's, you know, it's like The Rock and he manages to like survive and save people? Like Matt Stafford is the guy I'm betting on. <laughs> to, in like, like a post apocalyptic yeah, yeah. setting
1: or something like that. No, I totally <laughs> agree year, with you.
0: The year is 3057. <laughs> The only human life still remaining on Earth is Matt Stafford. Yeah,
1: I think it's because of, like, the stubbornness of his wife or something like that, and the COVID-related, just, like, refusing to die. It's, like, probably the narrative I would go with at this point in time, but I don't know. I think, I mean... The Bucks eight and a half. The market's kind of moving out in their direction. Stafford, I think, is probably gonna try and suit up here again. Who knows if he's on, you know, one leg, half a leg, or anything. So I don't know. I'm kind of liking uh, you know, what you and Eric wrote up here, teasing the Bucks down with you know a few other options mm-hmm. from eight and a half to two and a half, I think is probably the safest play
0: um coming up here. I do see it. I do see it at nine and a half. You see though, it at and nine at and, nine, half no, at nine like and a half already now? It's moving like crazy. At nine and a half, I'm taking Matt Stafford through the back door, baby. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk Vikings and Saints because uh, when Eric and I guessed the lines last night, I settled on seven. I was six and a half for a second. I wagered. I went out to seven, and it's basically the market is right on there because it's seven, but it's juiced towards the Vikings, so they really can't decide there, and I really can't decide either because. Okay, if, if someone saw the score of the Saints-Chiefs game and looked at the box score very casually, they probably feel pretty decent about the Saints. If you watch that game, how do you feel? about the New Orleans Saints.
1: Uh not great because I really wish they wouldn't have covered base uh down to three yeah, in the no last kidding. little bit. When it was you know it basically felt like a backdoor it didn't necessarily, you know, play out as bad as a black backdoor, but they essentially weren't really involved whatsoever. I think that the Chiefs could have easily won this game that game by three touchdowns um as well. They kinda let them sneak back in towards the end. I don't really think it was ever within reach for the Saints. But, um, you know, they did get the late touchdown, basically, with two minutes to go to kind of cover, you know, the three-point spread. But they weren't never really relevant, basically, throughout the whole game. So, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I don't really think you can feel too great coming out of that. Of course, people, I think, expected the Vikings to win against the Bears last week. That obviously didn't happen either. So, I do think, you know, six and a half, seven. We'll probably see some market, you know, digesting around those prices, the whole point. I do think we'll probably end up on Saints minus seven um, at that price. I don't know. I hate. I mean, I'm I don't know where you are at with tortured. like your Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you're at with like the 49ers. I feel like you have a pretty good read on them. I'm just like not even touching the Vikings at this point in time. Just it's just, just easier for me. But it is the only game on Friday. It is on Christmas. If you're getting, you know, involved with, you know, in laws oh. and stuff like that on Zoom or anything, you're basically gonna have to have something on at this point in time to get some action on this game. So
0: Do you know how lucky we are that there's a game that they put on Christmas that they obviously can't move around and that happens to be against, like, two teams that are not, like, totally, you know, disastrous at this point? Like, this is actually going to be an interesting game. You could see Justin Jefferson, uh, the best rookie in the NFL this year. You get to see the New Orleans Saints try to figure it out. Maybe Michael Thomas, uh, Michael Thomas won't be playing. Sorry, he's on the IR. They might get him back for the playoffs. So this is a really interesting game. If I had to bet it right now, I will take the Vikings plus seven. Yeah. Um, and I will probably uh, bet a whole host of props. Let's let's talk about the Niners here because the Niners are three and a half point underdogs in Arizona. Um. Does this line surprise you?
1: I mean. I honestly thought it'd be a little bit higher towards the cardinals but i mean once you get out to three and a half mm-hmm. um, you know four and a half doesn't necessarily matter but the cardinals aren't necessarily anything close to, like a touchdown favorite over the 49ers at any point in time uh the only reason i'm a little hesitant to back the 49ers is basically what we touched on earlier and you said you know kyle shanahan's gonna be you know smart or wise enough to keep this game probably close keep it entertaining but not necessarily you know win outright so um at three and a half i still get a little bit nervous about them losing you know basically by four five six something like that so i think i'm probably backing off this game but i do think if you got them at minus three um cardinals earlier in the week that was definitely the viable play at this point
0: i think it's moving out i think it's going to get to four four and a half it's pretty heavily uh towards the cardinals when this line when i saw this line last night i was very surprised i thought this would be five and a half And those numbers do kind of matter. You know, people talk about this next game with the Dolphins and the Raiders, and they go, well, it was the Raiders favored by two and a half. On the look ahead, it's now the Dolphins favored by two and a half. What a ridiculous move. And it's important to remember that not very many games land on one, two, or minus one, minus two with respect to the home team, right? So that move, despite the fact that it, it changes the favorite, It doesn't matter that much in terms of whether you're betting you know one side or the other because of how rarely NFL football games land on those uh, those score differentials so um, I'm not overreacting to this but I want to I want your take on whether do you do you think Marcus Mariota can be at like anywhere from 80 to 90 percent of what we saw of him when he came in uh, uh, you know in relief and um, and if so like then are you willing to bet on the on the Raiders who like can't you know defend anybody like this is Tua's shining moment right?
1: I mean it should be his spot where he actually looks good. I think he looked decent last week. Didn't necessarily you know relied a little bit more on his rushing, especially near the goal line. Um, I don't think he necessarily looked that great from a passing perspective. So I don't know. I actually do think that we're gonna get you know a pretty decent performance from Marcus Mariota. I thought this was a spot where he could you know kind of you know turn around his career, whatever, he, how we want to describe it when he went to Raiders. I didn't think Derek Carr would as, actually be as good as he performed. So I didn't think we would probably see Marcus Mariota early in the season. Um, So I'm kind of buying into it a little bit here, especially at plus three. I do think that, you know, the Raiders are still, you know, somewhat relevant in the playoff discussion, at least Miami, of course, needs to win as well. So it's going to be the best game here on Friday or Saturday at this point in time. And I'm kind of leaning towards the Raiders at home plus three. I, can, I think I can get behind Marcus Mariota. Um, back him a little bit here he's just a spot you you like it all georgia not really
0: i have a real heart as much as i loved watching marcus Mariota come in and i bet on the raiders live as soon as marcus Mariota came in i think i got them at two plus 245 to win that game but you know they lost the game but i thought it was a great bet um there is an element of surprise to having marcus Mariota show up when you're game hurt. planning for Derek carr and uh having a, a you know A whole week to prepare for him Um, given what I think of Brian Flores and his ability to scheme defensively I am nervous so I'm going to lay off this one I think for that reason I think I would be tempted to go over though uh, because I I could see some turnovers happening in this game I think Gruden is going to find a way to score some points Um, as good as the Miami defense has been you know I I think Darren Waller will be able to to do some things so um, yeah i uh I, I i'm a little nervous on that one i think if i had to bet one side i actually think i would bet miami because i think just it, just even at, would better. you do it even
1: at field goal spread basically at three no, or no. you do it two and half th- for sure yeah. gets
0: to three i'm taking the raiders right. yeah, the that's basically right what
1: i feel like at this point too so all
0: right we're on to sunday uh where do you want to start on sunday
1: Let's let's talk about, I mean, maybe we can guess a little bit of a reopen here. Colts at Steelers. Ooh. Maybe, you know, decent showdown here in the AFC.
0: Okay, uh, it was two and a half, right? Two
1: and a half, it went off the board. I think it opened up at three, went down to two and a half for the Steelers. Uh, the question becomes, you know, how low is it going to go here after this Monday night performance?
0: I think it depends on what comes out about Big Ben. So is did big ben have a bad game or is he injured you know i'd be very interested to hear uh i could see the walking boot coming out um you know i i don't think this does a full you know like flip the way that miami las vegas did i I don't think the colts are gonna be favored in large part because it's in pittsburgh it's outside it's cold and i think people will assume that's gonna impact philip rivers but I could see this getting down to a pick.
1: Right. Yeah, I could see it moving all the way through, to be honest with you. I do yeah. think we could see a little bit of a flip up to, you know, Colts being favored at this point. If this Monday night game kind of carries forward with what we're seeing at this point, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, going back to the whole is Big Ben injured thing, I think that could play some uncertainty in the market. Maybe we, uh you know, get some little gyration in between these threes, basically, at this point. It's kind of what I would expect. So, I don't know. I still kind of like the Colts. Um, I do think... Uh, you and Eric were both correct, basically, on this Monday morning edition, you know, teasing the Colts out to eight and a half. I feel like it's mm-hmm. basically a lock at this point in time. So if you could get – could have gotten that in. I think you're sitting pretty with where we're going to get the market reopening up here at over, after Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah, we we thought that that was going to move, if anything, the other way, mm-hmm. you know, to to or server by three. I did not, expect it, did not expect it to be one of the shrewdest bets because it might now not be, you know, the Colts might be favored. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this game here because there are some interesting games that matter a ton for divisions. The Rams and the Seahawks and the Eagles and the Cowboys. Let's talk quickly about Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks are a one and a half point favorite at home. The Rams just lost to the Jets um this seems like a kind of a big reaction and my initial thought on this is it's cover three the seahawks everyone thinks the seahawks defense has gotten it back together that's exactly when i want to fade a defense right. um i get that they lost to the jets but i still like sean McVay in that situation and um yeah so i, I kind of like the rams in the spot
1: yeah i mean the Obviously, the Rams were disappointed, but the Seahawks, I mean, they didn't cover against Washington, you know, going Mm. up against the Haskins Haskins. either. And there was, I mean, there was, it was at least some uncertainty that the Seahawks were going to win that game at certain points in the fourth quarter, I would say for sure. I mean, their defense was actually the spot that kind of bailed them out um, at certain points throughout the fourth quarter. So from that perspective, I don't think the Seahawks were all that better at this point in time. So I don't know, the NFC West has kind of um, taken a little bit of a dive here in the last few weeks of the year unfortunately except you know we obviously thought that it was the best division of football for a while especially in the early stretch do you th- of the th- do you not so, think
0: it is anymore who do you think I the best mean I, in
1: the thing is like yeah it is probably like the median strength is probably the highest of any yeah. division but the top end strength is nowhere near you know what we're seeing elsewhere at this point but I kind of think like the NFC in general has kind of taken a pretty significant, pretty significant step back um, from what we have in the AFC I think the bills are emerging as a really high quality team. Obviously, we have the Chiefs. Ravens, I think, are also going to be um, mm-hmm. a more difficult out. And then the Titans, of course. So I do think I would probably choose, you know, all four of those teams. I would, you know, I'd have a really hard time putting any NFC team above them outside of the Packers at this point in time, from my perspective. So,
0: There is a really good deal going on at PFF.com just in time for Christmas. You're looking for a gift yourself, your friends. Something for you and your friends. A PFF Elite subscription is usually what I recommend. It's $199. Gets you all of the props tool, the betting dashboards, the DFS optimizer. It's everything you need for the playoffs, plus all of the Edge content, uh, all the premium content at PFF. But to use promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, you will get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription. It's the perfect accompaniment. They have all sports, too, so you're getting a little t- a taste of basketball starting up here today so go make that happen pff.com use promo code action when you check out and get a pff elite subscription and you get a free year that's a hundred dollar value of action networks action pro subscription yeah no i think that's a good take there's so much variance after you get past the chiefs like the the chiefs are everyone thinks the chiefs are a high variance team which is hilarious the chiefs are the lowest variance team in the nfl like, right. they can't lose games. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's And that's what pe- people see, the in-game variance, and they go, oh, you know, you can't trust the Chiefs. It's like, no, actually, the Chiefs are the only team you can trust. I get that they haven't covered in, in a few weeks, but, um, you know, a lot of that is they, they have these really big spreads. Teams are really coming after them. And in that game against the Saints, I mean, they, you know, they had the Demarcus Robinson brain fart. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Pat Mahomes had a really bad fumble as well let's talk about eagles cowboys here jalen hurts and the eagles a little bit of steam here um you know they've got that they beat the saints they were dallas goddard figuring out how to catch the football away from you know taking that game to overtime against the cardinals are you buying into the eagles or are you a little wary of the fact that jalen hurts has had some fumble issues and has been incredible on third and fourth down
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely has been an unsustainable level at third and fourth down, but I'm still buying into it at this point. I'd like to see, you know, they were there. I mean, they should have covered basically against the Cardinals. They would have if, you know, the spread basically had been just a little bit different. So um, they had the opportunity to potentially tie it two different drives towards the end of the game. Obviously, they didn't quite get there at the end, but I don't know. I'm still buying into the Eagles. Cowboys had a pretty, you know, impressive performance against the 49ers last week. I think their offense finally looked pretty decent. Of course, a lot of that has to do with probably Tony Pollard. Um, I think we'll probably see another, you know, the savior of the of the Cowboys. I think we'll probably see some more run from I don't know. It was it seemed like maybe it was a little bit fluky of an injury with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not really going to, you know, dive too much into the analytics side of who's, you know, going to so, matter more on the running back side. Okay. It just Let's doesn't hold matter on. whatsoever. But.
0: <laughs> Zeke saw that game. There's no way Zeke's not playing this week, right? Right, exactly. Okay, Zeke is 100% coming back. Zeke and his $90 million and his Feed Me tattoo are walking into Jerry Jones' office. They're going, look, or or his agent is doing this because Zeke's too lazy to actually do this. Zeke's agent's walking in there, he's going, Zeke needs 25 carries in this game. (laughs) And that is exactly why I will be taking the Eagles in this situation.
1: I mean, anything before a field goal feels like value at this point. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll probably see the market steam out in that direction, at least the two and a half. But I think the Eagles, yeah, I'm on you on that. I mean, we've been the Jalen Hurts hype train at this point in time. I'm looking at like rookie cars, should I buy some? What is it at this point? What's a better (laughs) investment? Bitcoin jalen hurts rookie cards i can't quite decide but at some point i think i gotta take the plunge so um i'm fully leading the jalen hurts hype train at this point for sure so i like where i like where your head's at with minus one and a half
0: i'm leading the big ben gets the over in this game hype train. Right. um
1: he must have just had a long shot here or something. yeah he so. just
0: he, he just finally hit a receiver it's it's a beautiful thing to watch and i can't wait for the Steelers fans to come into my mentions and be like, "I told you so," and he leads He's a comeback. Back. He leads a comeback against some of the worst teams in and football. And they went by three points or yeah. something like
1: that. We told you the whole time. As they're like, as the Bengals are basically trying to tank still. So can't yeah.
0: believe you doubted us. Right. Uh, let's talk two two more games real quick here. It's actually some good games in the later um, slate here, and then on Monday night, Titans Packers. Titans three and a half. It's a little bit juice that way. I think that makes perfect sense. I would have had the Packers, I would have probably been deciding between two and a half and three, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and it looks like the market is trying to decide between three and three and a half. Where are you at in this one?
1: Yeah, I mean,. I like the the Titans at three and a half. I wish you would get, you know, straight up price basically Mm -hmm. on it. Like you kind of said, you're getting minus 120, minus 115 at plus three and a half. But that's the spot I would be targeting at this point in time. Minus three um, probably is a layoff spot, but I do think this is a really intriguing game. Kind of like what we touched on just a little bit earlier. It kind of shows, you know, where the top team in the NFC kind of stacks up in that pecking order for the AFC. So um, I'm not sure it matters too much, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but I do think that uh, we should see the Titans play pretty well here. So that's the I'm definitely looking at back at this point. Are you you ride in the Aaron Rodgers train? Are you going to be you know back in? Our, I mean, Tannehill's opponent is just a passing grade. It's just
0: I, unmatched. I am here for this. Uh, the Tennessee Titans come out and they they kind of surprise the Packers here. I, I think the Titans come in and see this as a real statement game for right. them. Uh, get out to a lead, and Aaron Rodgers comes back at the end. And that's why I like three and a half uh, as an underdog. You know, um, Here's the thing with Tanhill. That offense is so play-action oriented. He's fantastic off of it. Um, his big bugaboo is that when he's faced with pressure, he takes a sack about one every five plays under pressure. <laughs> the one thing that the Packers have just died, that, that has died this year, is their pass rush. It's gone from a top five unit, I think it was the second best in the NFL in pressure rate last year, and they're 25th this year. So um, th- that is, that's something that I wanna bet on. Uh, I'll take the Titans here. Let's close it out with Bills Patriots. The Bills are in New England, and this is not a typo. The Buffalo Bills are seven point fucking favorites in New England. <laughs> it's 2020, so anything is possible. Um, what, what is your read on this game?
1: I mean, at this point, the Patriots are just, they're laying down, right? I mean, Bills, seven points. That's what I would this take line says. To, yeah, I mean, that's basically it, right? It's four and a half out to seven. Nobody's touching the Patriots. I don't know how you can really touch the Patriots. I think we'll probably get out to seven and a half. So just from that perspective, I'd be buying up seven, you know, getting a little bit of closing line value at this point in time. Because I don't know. I mean, I like what the Bills have been putting forth. I'll probably be fading them in the playoffs. But at this point in time, I'm kind of, you know, ready to join the Bills Mafia. I'm liking what Josh Allen's putting down. Stefan Diggs, of course, is basically, you know, the highest, highest target share in the NFL. Um, so, I mean, they've been, you know, really high quality offense. They've been really fun to watch, which is kind of not what I expected basically to start the season either. So I've definitely turn uh, a big corner on the Bills and I'm definitely willing to back them here as a touchdown favorite in New England. Uh, the things you thought you'd never see in 2020, but here we are.
0: I think I'm going to back them in the playoffs, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I love... I think that what Josh Allen gives them, it's not it's not Mahomesian, right. but he's the closest thing to, you know, never out of it situation right. because he's mitigated some of those really awful plays. So I'm looking at the weather right now. Okay, It's going to be 36, not really windy, um, shouldn't be any precipitation. Total here is 44 and a half. I understand that Cam Newton has looked awful i get it but no stefan gilmore in this game the bills defense i think is a little bit um you know people still remember it being good i don't think it's that good trade Edmonds got voted to the pro bowl this year he can't cover me over the middle of the field so that's a joke obviously but he's really struggling in coverage um and so i kind of like the over in this game i think with a, a spread that's probably gonna get out to seven and a half um I just don't see the Patriots giving up because it's such a rational move and for some reason I, I just don't think Cam Newton um, and Bill Belichick will do it so I'll take the over in that one
1: yeah I like that I think you probably lean towards the Bills over as well getting at mm-hmm. a decently priced 26 and a half something like that 27 maybe so I think uh, that would be a decent spot as well so I don't know I'm excited week 16 there's a few a good uh, one, baby. Gems here. I mean we're ready to go we're headed into playoff football for sure so
0: Let's do some prize picks before we get out here. Go to prizepicks.com. It's a really fun site where you can uh, parlay, I should say, I'm all about the teasers, man, sorry. Uh, You can parlay anywhere between two and five players. And based on the number of players you choose to parlay, if you get them all right, you get a payout. Uh, I think it gets up to like 12X what you put down. So um, we're gonna take a look here at the Christmas Knight, Slate, yes. Vikings, and Saints. Um, let me get us started off here. I'm going to take a look at Adam Thielen. 15.8 is his projection. I love it. He's a touchdown machine. I think there's points scored in this game. Um, Justin Jefferson is the guy everyone wants to be on, and rightfully so. He's amazing. I think the Saints go out of their way to stop him, and Adam Thielen goes over 15.8.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I do think we'll probably see Adam Orton lined up quite a bit against Justin Jefferson, so I do think we'll have a little bit more difficult of magic than Adam Thielen. I thought Thielen would probably have a blow up game here last Sunday against the Bears uh, he did score the touchdown but Justin Jefferson was basically the one that was all heavily targets, hard targeted so I do think we could see that role reverse here on Friday night one um, I like Traquan Smith I was all over him in DFS this weekend didn't necessarily come through for me at all he did get a little bit banged up I do think he'll probably you know be able to play still. So over eight fantasy projections, I do think that somebody kind of has to emerge to fill that gap for Michael Thomas, Um, you know, as the Saints head into the playoffs, I do think Traquan Smith has flashed that uh, ability at certain points, especially last season. So I do think we're going to see him get over eight fantasy points, which is kind of a pretty low number for a guy who's basically running, you know, around a 95 plus percent.
0: percent Very low number. So. Uh, okay, here's my last one. Dan Bailey, eight fantasy points under. <laughs>
1: Lock it in. I mean, who knows at this Come on. point, right? You're just flipping coins, basically. So, um, who knows? I'm sure one of Delvin Cooker, or Elvin Kamara is going to go under. I don't know which one. Which one uh, yeah. It's going to be a sweat on Friday night, but so we'll see. I don't know. I do like the I do like the Adam call a lot. Traquan, Dan Bailey. It's going to be a fun one
0: for sure. I'm I do excited. think we're going to
1: see a lot of points here coming up on Friday. So
0: yeah, I that's what we deserve on Seriously. Christmas. 2020 ben it's always a blast um let's hope that uh big ben can get his act together here and uh hit this over we got a nice little long run here by the engine benny snell have a good night brother